Hey everyone, what is up? This is Carolyn coming to you from the editing studio. Um, (laughs) Before we jump into the episode today, I did just want to give a little disclaimer about what you are about to hear. So basically, this is the first episode we ever recorded. Um, So we recorded it all the way back in December, which is why we're talking about things like the holiday season and like when 2022 comes around, uh, because these are our past selves that you're going to be listening to. Um, This is also before we got our like equipment and recording method figured out. So the audio is that of a mediocre Zoom call, because that is how we in fact recorded this episode. So I apologize for the kind of like grainy, not super clear audio. Like what you are listening to now is going to, it sounds a lot better than what you are about to listen to in a few seconds. So I apologize for that, but I hope you have fun listening to this one. We had so much fun recording it. It is very casual, very easygoing. Um, it is just 20 questions, get to know you stuff. So, uh, Yeah, we do talk about some things related to fitness and our jobs and social media, but there are a lot of other goodies in there as well. We get into a lot of really random topics and we laugh a lot. So I hope you laugh right along with us and you enjoy listening to our 20 questions episode from all the way back in December 2021. Enjoy and yeah, enjoy. So the theme of today's episode is going to be very casual, very fun. It is a get to know you, what would you say, like preview for what yeah. the future will hold? Yeah, it's a it's a an introduction, a reintroduction. We're doing a classic 20 questions and 20 um, questions. Ooh, it's like a it's a sleepover vibe. It's a it's a 2 a.m. Mm. um deep chat. So yes. And that's true because (laughs) I love that because, um, we did ask our Instagram followers to provide us with some rapid fire questions to do after the 20 that we selected. And some of those have almost like a, would you rather kind of, um, energy to them. So um, Those are we're saving all the spicy ones for the end. <laughs> the spicy ones are for the end. We're gonna we're gonna build up to that. So um, I feel like this is probably gonna be a long one. So I guess we'll just uh, kind of jump in with these questions because they are, we picked them all for everyone who's listening to get a really good idea of who we each are. And if you've been listening to this podcast when it was just me, um, you probably know me pretty well. And if you follow either of us on social media, you probably know both of us pretty well. But um, yeah, we just wanted to have some fun today to kick things off in the new year. (laughs) We're both chronic oversharers, so this might not be anything new. But uh, I mean, we haven't looked at these questions since we picked them up. So I'm excited because I feel like I'm going to learn something about you too. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. Um, Okay. Also, just for some context, we are recording this on December 15th and we're probably Mm -hmm. releasing it, you know, up to a month. I don't know exactly what day it is right now when you're listening, Um, but I know it's not December 15th anymore. So if anything we talk about seems antiquated because the internet moves fast these days, that's why. (laughs) Don't All cancel right. us. We didn't yeah, know don't... we're still in 2021. <laughs> we're we're still in um 
what's going on even on the internet right now? I'm I, personally, my brain is still in, oh no, our table, it's broken. Even though that's not <laughs> like nobody's making those videos anymore. That's just what repeats in my head all day long. Yeah, no, the vibe is uh, gorgeous, gorgeous girls love podcasts. Gorgeous, gorgeous girls love podcasts. Podcast girls are chatty. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's get started. Laura, do you want to kick us off with the first question? Yes. Yeah, so I'm thinking we'll just alternate asking these to each other. So we're both going like to answer it. every question, but I'll take all the odds and you take the evens. And we can For asking or answering first? For asking you. So you have to answer first. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's your oh podcast. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm putting you on the spot. All right. Carolyn. In one minute or less, and if you're listening at home, I am timing her. Um, tell me about your fitness journey slash anti-diet, anti-diet journey slash what brought you to this point. Here we go in three, two, one, go. Okay, I started fitness doing martial arts in high school. That inspired me to study kinesiology and nutrition in college, dropped the kinesiology major, but in college became a personal trainer, professionally entered the fitness industry in all of its diet culture glory, um, but also developed a bunch of body image issues and like disordered eating problems. And in the year or two after college, um, found like the anti-diet and body positive movement on Instagram while working for a gym that I really hated and realized that something really needed to change. So as I went on my healing journey with my own body image and eating, um, listened to a bunch of podcasts for that. Um, I also decided that I really wanted to change the way that I worked within the industry. And shortly after that all kind of catalyzed, I had the opportunity to move to Florida and started my own business. And that's what I do now. Oh my God. Right under the clock. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so impressed. Okay. Okay. Laura, are you ready? Uh, as ready as I'll ever be. Here we go. Okay. Same question. What is your kind of fitness journey and the story of how you got into anti-diet fitness professionally? Three, two, one, begin. Ah! Okay. So I danced my whole life growing up. I started ballet at the age of three, and then eventually I moved into musical theater, which I went to college for. And in college, I got really into weight training. Uh, not from, a, well, I should say going to the gym first and then eventually weight training, which I love, um, not from a super healthy place. But when I moved to New York after I graduated, it became, the gym became like a really good outlet for me. I started working in fitness at a New York boutique gym as a day job. And I really, really loved it. It was fulfilling in a way that like retail wasn't. So I did that. I slowly became a uh, more, you know, galaxy brain aware of like the things that I really didn't like about the way we did things. Um, and kind of, so I kind of started on that questioning journey probably three, four years ago. Uh, but then I went online during, and when the pandemic started, I started my own business and now, uh, here I am and I'll, I'm sure I'll have books and podcast recs to share just like Carolyn. <laughs> I'm and too chatty with this. <laughs> That was honestly, that was a good challenge for us. I'm glad that we put that time limit on it because I mean, I think we've both been interviewed on podcasts before. Well, I know that for a fact because I interviewed you a few <laughs> weeks ago. Um, and it's so easy to just like 
go off talking about every detail when they ask like, so what do you do and how did you get here? <laughs> Literally. I mean, I'll caveat myself around in a little circle until there's nothing left. To oh my qualify, God. So. Gorgeous, gorgeous girls love track. nuance. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's, that'll be our first piece of merch. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Okay. Question two. We got a couple like quicker ones now. Um, so the first one is what is your coffee order? My coffee order is always an Americano, uh, sometimes a blonde Americano if I'm going to Starbucks, always with oat milk. And then I'm in a, a caramel mood right now. I'll do like one or two pumps of caramel. Yum. That sounds delicious. So I'm very much a coffee at home person because I no longer live within walk walking distance from a coffee shop. Um, mm. So when I'm at home, I do my chameleon cold brew with whatever creamer I'm drinking at the time on ice. Right now it's like a creme brulee almond milk creamer and it's very Ooh, delicious. But if I am going to a coffee shop, um, especially one that's not Starbucks, because I don't think they have this flavor, but I am definitely a lavender oat milk latte girly. Oh, and that yes. is, I like it when my coffee also tastes a little bit like soap. <laughs> oh my God. I've said that you're going to crack up because this is the next question, but I said that about cocktails before. My friends make fun of me for that. <laughs> but you should also check out Carolyn's uh, like coffee. I feel like you make coffee reels and TikToks and they're always so soothing. You make home coffee. My home coffee never looks that good. <laughs> I did go through a phase where I was like taking the time to like froth my creamer and that was very fancy. You can definitely scroll back on TikTok and find that. But um, yeah. <laughs> that was one of the phases of the pandemic. It was like one of them. phase, <laughs> animal crossing phase, frothing your coffee phase. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Next question. Here we go. Staying on track. Speed round. Um, what is your cocktail order? So I'm usually pretty simple. Honestly, I tend to like to just get a vodka soda, a spritz of lime. That's especially if I'm going to like, like a less upscale place or just like a concert mm -hmm. venue or something. But if I am getting a fancy cocktail, um, I do love a spicy margarita. I do sometimes mm -hmm. like an old fashioned and I get kind of experimental. The most recent cocktail I ordered that was really, really good was called a Christmas tree gin and tonic. And I really want to try oh. recreating it. I have to go back to the restaurant to ask them what is in it, but it had like rosemary and pomegranate or something. And it was very good. So oh my Christmas God, tree gin right and tea. <laughs> Yum. Oh, it was man. really, it was really good. Um, okay. Back at you. What's your cocktail order? I'm a gin girl myself, my like standard, especially like dive bar, like, you know, standard concert dive bar, whatever is always a gin and soda with a lime. Um, if I'm somewhere fancy and I want to feel fancy, it's either a French 75 or a Negroni, depending on who I'm trying to impress. Um, or it's a glass of red wine or tequila shots if I'm trying to dance. There you go. I love it. We love some variety. You got to have different drinks for different vibes for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Next question. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? This is actually the only question I've been thinking about since we wrote this list. And it's dumplings for me. Ooh. Because I feel like you could make so many different types of dumplings and so many different foods qualify as dumplings mm -hmm. uh, that I feel like I could, 
there's enough variety to satisfy me. Okay. Okay. I like that. I wasn't even thinking along the lines of trying to maximize variety and I could definitely get very tricky with my answer to try to cheat this. So I'm going to get a little more specific. And I think for me, right. it would be a turkey sandwich. Um, and no. Okay. So can my answer just be a sandwich? Because then there's a whole internet debate of what counts as a sandwich. And it could literally be anything. Yes. Yes. Like a, a hot dog a sandwich. Well, no, I want to hear, I want to hear about your dream turkey sandwich. That's just so out left field. For okay. Me. Tell no, just because I feel like a turkey sandwich has, a, especially the way that I make one, has a lot of variety in terms of both like flavor and texture. So first of all, even just with the turkey itself, you can get a smoked, you can get a roasted, like there's different types that you can get that have different flavors. The bread you choose is going to make the sandwich. Is it on some like brioche bun or a sourdough or a multigrain? That's going to totally change the sandwich. Um, even with the lettuce, is it a romaine or an arugula? Um, I love honey mustard. I'm a honey mustard girl. And so that Me adds a little too. bit of that sweet element. Um, and you can just, you can play with the different toppings to add variety while it's still being a turkey sandwich, which I think is specific enough to satisfy this question. Um, You're maintaining and, the integrity of the turkey sandwich. Yeah, you could do a pepper jack cheese, you could do a goat cheese, okay, and it's still okay. like the same formula that forms the same quote unquote food, but you can really do a lot of different things with it. Um, you can grill it, you can eat it cold, it could be a wrap. Unless a wrap isn't a sandwich in your no, it counts. Chart. It counts. Okay. It counts. Okay. It counts. <laughs> but yeah, I also <laughs> was going literally last week. I was having a big turkey sandwich phase, and that's what I ate for lunch every day. Mm. So that might be coloring my opinion at the time of this recording. <laughs> totally. Uh, it, no one can hold Carolyn legally accountable for that answer going forward into 2022 when she's yes. eaten too many turkey sandwiches and is d completely disgusted by that. <laughs> and will never eat one again for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Which is literally the point of this question. Uh, no, that uh, that answer satisfies me. Carry on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. All right. If you had to live somewhere other than where you live right now, where would it be? This is the one that I'm wishing I did think more about before this because I honestly have no idea. Right now I live in Orlando, Florida, and... It's hard for me to think about this because I just bought a house a couple months ago. So I like really <laughs> am mentally locked into where I am right now. Um, but I have always had this dream of like retiring in Maine. It would be the only way that I end up back in the Northeast. But I love Portland, Maine. And especially if I could do a little bit of like a snowbird thing. Um, Maine and like especially Portland, Maine in the summertime is one of my favorite places in the United States. I won't say the world because I haven't traveled much, but um, I think I would really enjoy living there. I think that would be my answer. That's a great answer. Also for some context, uh, Carolyn and I are both from Massachusetts. Oh yeah. We grew we up neither about 20 of us minutes away from each other. Anymore. Isn't that nuts? We went to the same suburban mall growing up. We ate the same chicken teriyaki. <laughs> Which I think, honestly, I think that moment of us figuring that out is the closest I've ever felt to someone I haven't met in person. I was like, oh my God, we are twin flames. 
<laughs> I know. Sorry just realizing because we're also we're like in terms of like high school graduation, we're only a year apart from each other, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so it is very possible that we were eating chicken teriyaki in that food court at the same time, tables away from each other and didn't even know it. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> so anyway, other than the mall food court, where would you want to live if not where <laughs> you are now? <laughs> um, so I live in Manhattan, New York City right now. Um, and this is actually something I've thought a lot about recently uh, because it's very hard to live in this city, especially during the pandemic. Um, so I think a lot about moving to upstate New York. Oh. Uh, yeah, I have family up there. So I've been like during the summers and during the winters and a similar vibe to Maine where it's just very... It's beautiful and I love the snow. I would love to be snowed in. I love houses that look like log cabins and, um, you know, whether it was like the Hudson Valley or farther upstate. So I know this is a very kind of practical, boring answer, but I feel like you're not too far from anything. It's fairly easy to get out of where you are. And uh, my boyfriend's family's from Ohio. So it's kind of halfway between that and then my family in Massachusetts, life in the city. So that's kind of my close my eyes and daydream spot where I'm like, I'm going to get a cabin in the middle of the woods in upstate New York and no one will ever be able to find me again. So I yeah, get a big dog <laughs> oh or my something. Gosh. Like, I feel like it's a sign of us like becoming officially mature adults that we dream about settling down in a quiet cabin <laughs> oh in my God, like yeah. a rural part of a northern state as opposed to being like i want to live like on the almafi coast or in the bahamas or like something Paris. more exotic yeah. where like <laughs> well this place isn't that far from where i am now or where i grew up that's so <laughs> funny oh my goodness i literally like i'm like i want a kitchen with things and i want a garage <laughs> Uh, well, I understand that desire. And let me tell you, it has changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> Having kitchen storage in a garage. Oh okay, God. I'm your target demographic for your house content. I'm oh like, my gosh, I need so to jealous. start some more projects so that I have more house content to post. Honestly, by the time this podcast is actually out, I probably will be working on more projects. So check my TikTok. Okay, moving on. Now this is a this is a fun one. Um, okay. <laughs> what does your name mean? First, the Urban Dictionary version, and then the actual, like, what is the etymology of your name? I think we have to actually, like, pull up Urban Dictionary for this, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Like, we have 100%. to go straight to the source. Yes. Um, oh, Which... I'm finding, like, three different... Um, urban Dictionary definitions, which oh, I, I didn't thought you were going to say Urban Dictionary website. websites, and I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, now I'm overwhelmed because I feel like it kind of read the first one. Okay, that's the rule. First one. Here we go. Okay, my name is Laura. By the way, I don't know if I said mm. that. Oh God, this is so long. Oh no. All right, here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna rapid fire it. Laura. Laura is the most lovable, sweetest, sexiest girl you will ever meet. She'll sweep you off your feet when you're not even expecting it. I feel like I need to note that your is just you are. 
Laura is the most beautiful girl in the entire world. She can make you the happiest person to make your life so much better. Laura is so loyal. You'll know she'll be there for you in your darkest of times. So make sure you spend your best of times with her. I can literally go in for pages about Laura because there's so much to say about her. I don't think that there's enough words to sum Laura up because there's so much to her to love. Laura is always compared to an angel sorry, angle, technically, uh, because she's so perfect. But you should know that Laura is very unique. So if you find her, you should definitely hold her tight and never let her go. She loves to cuddle and kisses all night. So make sure you give her loads of those. And by the way, her lips are incredibly soft. So make sure you use them for good use. It's also great to know that Laura doesn't just love the mushy stuff, because if you ever get yourself a Laura, she loves to get kinky. That's all I will say for now, because you should find out. Open parentheses. Trust me. Close parentheses. Someone definitely wrote that to their My girlfriend, Laura, for their like six-month anniversary and was like, babe, look. I literally made you an urban dictionary definition. First of all, I'm blushing. Second of all, I feel like I got such an ego boost out of that that was completely undue. And third, I'm gonna like screenshot that and send it to my boyfriend and be like, you should love her and cherish her forever. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh honestly God. that was very sweet. What a what a nice thing to read about yourself. It was it was great. I mean, I'm happy it wasn't like Laura is a fugly slut. Do not trust her. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like those aren't the ones that tend to get the most popular on Urban Dictionary because people want to upvote the nice ones about their own name. But okay, I'm going to read. Um, let's let's do our Urban Dictionary ones and then we'll do the actual ones. So I'm going to read two because they're both kind of short. The, okay. This first one's hilarious. And then I'm going to read another one that's all the way back from um 2007 just because oh. I feel like that was like the heyday of when people were actually on Urban Dictionary. So Absolutely. this one says, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Carolyn, um, a very sweet and compassionate lady or gentleman. So first <gasps> of all, the attempt at like the gender inclusivity, but I have <laughs> never heard of a masculine person being named Carolyn, but I guess um, I I shouldn't judge. But yeah, a very sweet and compassionate lady or gentleman that is in touch with nature and tends to hate large crowds and loud noises. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they, tend, they tend to be average in stature and extremely funny. What? Oh my God. That's if anyone ever asks me what you're like, I'm going to be like, well, she's average, average stature and she hates is... loud noises. <laughs> Carolyn's also tend to be very motivated and OCD. I don't like that use of it, but um, very cleanly and amazing with words. They also tend to be quick witted and intelligent. They are really pretty slow to anger, but dot, 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 dot. If you do anger a Carolyn, she will exact revenge and it will be very methodically planned like an assassin. You won't see it coming. <laughs> oh my God, I feel like they nailed you to a T. The funniest part is I'm literally sweating and crying right now. The funniest part is I, I actually relate to most of this and this feels like a very good description of me. 
This is, uh, so you heard it here first. The most accurate descriptor of your personality <laughs> is the Urban Dictionary definition. An average in stature assassin. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And then <laughs> the- Is there a the, second one? I just, I wanted to just read this, to, this one from 2007 because I also thought this one was funny. It says, the feminine version of the name Charles, meaning the woman- I, that doesn't feel true. Basically never <laughs> printed on magnets, mugs, or other souvenir paraphernalia, often mistaken for Caroline, Carolina, Carol, Karen, or Catherine. And I'm like, well, that is the other half of my existence with my name. <laughs> Do you feel like that's that's true, that you could never find souvenir keychains? Oh, almost never. Almost that never. That feels like an incredibly invalidating experience. Um, I mean, so it just kind of... Yeah, it was what it was. I learned very early on that Caroline is a much more common name than Carolyn with a Y. So mm. it was just, it was just um, a part of a part of being me. Okay, so now let's look up what the actual what our names actually mean. Okay, I've got mine up. Okay, go for it. It is. This is literally just from whatever Wikipedia thing popped up. Mm -hmm. And it says the name Laura is the feminized form of Loris, Latin for bay laurel plant, which in the Greco-Roman era was used as a symbol of victory, honor, or fame. The name represents the embodiment of victory and strength, which I actually did know that because it's like the crown of laurel leaves that they put on people oh. at the Olympics. Oh, that's very cool. I didn't know about the like victory and strength thing. Or like, yeah, honor. I used to just I tell like people that. it means winner. <laughs> winner that's awesome okay hold on okay so this is the one that i've always known of um yeah in english baby names the meaning of the name carolyn is song of happiness oh but then it says also feminine manly which i don't know what that means what why does that keep coming up? It doesn't mean anything. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, it's also just a combination of the names Carol and Lynn. So there's that. But yeah, joy, joyful singing, joyful right. song. <laughs> I love that. I love that. A joyful, a Carol. A joyfully singing lady or gentleman. Yes. Nothing in between. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. That okay. was very funny. I liked that one. That was great. Um, okay. Okay. My turn. Should we do these one at a time or should we do them all together? Like should we do 7A, 7B, 7C? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do them one at a time. Let's do them one at a time. Okay. Carolyn, what's your astrological big three? Okay, so my astrological big three, which for this is a fitness podcast, so I don't assume anyone listening to know anything about astrology, but astrology is a uh, a fun hobby of mine that I got really into during the pandemic. So if you don't know what your big three is, it basically means your astrology signs associated with the sun, the moon, and your rising sign or ascendant in your astrology chart. And Maybe eventually we can do a whole astrology podcast. We're really um, finding our niche audience here. We're just yeah. trying to like 
yeah, really let, dial down. <laughs> let us know. Leave, leave us a review and and tell us if you want us to do more astrology content. Okay. Um, my big three is that I am a Taurus sun, a Leo moon and a Leo rising. And for the sake of time, I say, we don't explain any of that. We just let our astrology minded podcast listeners form their own judgments and conclusions. So Laura, what is your big three? Just drop that and walk away. Um, yes. my big three, I am a Gemini sun. I am a Libra moon. And I am a Leo rising. Whoa, baby. And do with that Leo <laughs> risings on the mic. <laughs> do with that information what you will and don't at me. Um, okay, Carolyn, what's your Myers-Briggs? Okay, so I didn't do my homework. I forgot to take one of those quizzes. Um, I do not know what my Myers-Briggs type is. Um, okay, is fine, there a I'll way? talk about myself. Yeah, yeah. What's um, yours? We'll have to, we'll put a pin in that and you'll have okay. to put it in the show notes um what okay. your Myers Briggs is. No, there's no way to the quiz takes like 40 minutes. It's terrible. Yeah. Um mine is the I'm the INTJ, which is the architect. Ooh. All right, moving on. Um what's your Enneagram? Hold on. Yeah. Wait. I think I remember because when I did the 16 personalities version of this. Yes. I think I remember what they named it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's the side I'm on right now. If I am remembering correctly, I am the campaigner. Okay. Which is ENFP. Oh my God. Are we literally, except for the end, we are completely opposite. Whoa. Wait, say yours again. INTJ. Okay. Okay. I, mean, I have no idea if that's accurate. I feel like I've taken that um, the reason I don't like remember what my type is ever for that is because I've taken that test so many times and depending on like what stage in life I'm in and like mm -hmm. what happens to be like a priority for me, like my answer becomes like wildly different. Um, so who knows? They made us take it in high school when we were doing like career aptitude and mine has never changed since then, no matter how much my answers change. And maybe that's wow. really concerning. You're so but, true to yourself. I, that doesn't concern me. I guess. Mm. I guess. I've changed a lot since high school. That's fine. <laughs> Moving on. All right. Okay. <laughs> I won't defend myself on question seven. All right. What's your Enneagram? So this is another one that my answer has changed a lot through my lifetime because growing up when I was in like, I think when I was in middle school, my mom got very into Enneagram. And so I remember like picking up the books and like, talking to her about it. And we were trying to like type all of our family members and stuff. And at the <laughs> time I thought I was a type three with a two wing, but as I have gotten older and the world around me isn't so revolved around like academic achievement, because you know, when you're in school, like what else is there to care about really? Um, I realized that I'm not a type three, which is like the achiever. And I believe I am actually a type one with a two wing. So, and again, if you're listening and you're like, what is this gibberish? I mean, Google it if you feel like it. Um, Laura, what is your Enneagram type? I am also a type one with a two wing who often gets mistaken as a type three. Oh. So <laughs> you can just drop that and walk away. Um, oh. No wonder we bonded online before we even ever met, which we still Truly. haven't technically met in person, but. Yeah. Also, yeah. Taylor Swift is a type one. So Is she? 
Yeah, that's what I've heard. Interesting. <laughs> hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah, those are the three. So the follow-up question to this. So to recap, question seven was, what's your big three Myers-Briggs and Enneagram? Um, and the follow-up question is, what part of that is the biggest red flag? <laughs> so what part of your personality do you consider your toxic trait? So, my, Oh, well, that's a very different question. Our red flag. Yeah. Okay. We'll go with red flag. We'll go with my red flag. red flag is in, if we want to talk about our toxic traits, it's going to need to be a whole nother episode. I think we have something related to that later myself. on. Great. Um, my red flag is absolutely from the Myers-Briggs because the, not to flex, but the INTJ is the rarest type for women. So I'm literally hashtag not like other girls, um, kill me, but the people who are also classified as the architect, which I am, include um, Elon Musk, Vladimir Putin, um, the character of Walter White, uh, Tywin Lannister, um, Moriarty. It's not great. So what you're saying, <laughs> yeah, <that's me. laughs> what you're saying is you're a girl boss. You've got big girl boss energy. I do not gaslight or gatekeep, but I absolutely girl boss. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's also okay. Katniss Everdeen and Michelle Obama. That's the one that I'm really like hanging on to for like the oh. sake of my soul. But Okay. So I'm looking at, I, I didn't realize that if you scroll down on this page, it shows you the like celebrities that are also like yes, the same type the as you. So if I am indeed a campaigner, um, this is the most random list I have ever seen. Like, I would not guess that any of these people have any personality traits in common, but Robert Downey Jr., Robin Williams, Quentin Tarantino, some singer named RM, which is that someone in a K-pop band? I have no idea. Um, okay. Uh, also, Russell Brand, Kelly Clarkson, and Will Smith, and Meg Ryan. Oh, and Ellen DeGeneres, no. No, no. And Michael Scott from The Office. <laughs> and also Spider-Man. And it doesn't tell you which version. They're very different. That seems unfair. And I Googled this it. This is actually. RM is a South Korean rapper. So they're all like entertainers. Okay. I feel like you give off Meg Ryan energy. Thank you. I kind of look like her. I never thought of that before, oh. but I feel like that's a good match for you. Okay, cool. I'll go with that. Not Ellen DeGeneres. And or I Michael look like Scott. Elon Musk. If you've never seen a picture of me, that's no, what you, can you think don't. Of. <laughs> what? I'm kidding. I'm oh, kidding. I was like, no one has ever told you that's your celebrity look alike, right? <laughs> no, that's the that's the gaslight portion. Oh, <laughs> I did see. This is only kind of related, but I saw a. TikTok of this woman. I don't even remember what the video was about, but all of her comments were just like uh female Nicolas Cage, female Nicolas Cage, oh. because I swear to God, she looked and sounded like a very beautiful Nicolas Cage. Oh my God. You have to send me that if it pops up again. I I'll would see if throw I can my find phone it. into the river. Oh it my was God. so funny because like listening to her like talk, I was like, why does like the cadence of her voice sound familiar? Like, who does she <laughs> remind me of? And then I went to the comments and I was like, she's going to steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> oh no. Oh my God. If there funny. is anything you look like, TikTok will figure it out for you. Those oh my gosh. Are 
brutal. You have something in your TikTok bio that's like, I'm not this person. Oh yeah, I had to say I'm not Maya Mitchell because you know, there will be a dozen comments on a video that are like, is this not Maya Mitchell? Are you Maya Mitchell? And so this might be embarrassing for me to say, but I don't know who Maya Mitchell is. It's not embarrassing at all. I would not know either. Um, she's a Disney Channel girly. I've never seen anything she's in, but I know she's in Teen Beach Movie and also The Fosters. I've had to familiarize okay. myself with her IMDb because of this doppelganger. So thing. is she like a post-Hannah Montana era Disney Channel star? Yes. I feel like it was like the Good Luck Charlie era. Oh, like, okay. Probably See, right after we aged out of it. I The last Disney shows that I remember being familiar with are like Hannah Montana, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, and then a little bit of Witches of Waverly Place because I was babysitting yep. and the kids like to watch that one. Um, but okay. That yeah, this was after our time. <laughs> you have no, unless you've seen Good Trouble on, I think it's on What's it on? It's on like form or like FX or something. I don't Preform? Know. It doesn't matter. Preform. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't know who she was either. But now that's my number okay. one. Comment. I'll have to look her up. But okay. Her being like a Disney Channel star makes me feel less embarrassed about not knowing who she is. I'm like, is this like a really famous like superstar actress that's been in like a million movies I've seen? <laughs> no, no. Okay. Never. Um, okay. So... Moving oh, on. Okay. Oh, okay. We're on an odd question. What is your favorite way to work out? Slash, I would guess we probably both have gripes with the term workout. So like, what's your favorite way to train or what's your favorite way to move your body? Yeah, I don't hate the term workout just because I don't have like a personal, um, I don't, I don't have any like personal triggers around like that word or the idea of like doing intentional exercise. Um, I know some people maybe are more sensitive to that because the word workout is very fraught with lots of negative experiences, mm -hmm. but yeah, let's say favorite, favorite way to move our bodies. Um, so honestly, like it's so boring, but forever and always going for walks will be my number one. Nothing will ever top that for me in terms of just like the value that it adds to my life. It is just going for walks and listening to podcasts is such a foundational part of my self-care um, that I, I don't think I could choose anything over that. But I also am building out my home gym in my garage. So it is fun to um, not even do like a planned workout, but like whenever I get a new piece of equipment, like go in and like tinker around and see how I can like <laughs> set different things up to like do different versions of exercises and like experiment with the equipment I get to like um, plan how I'm going to utilize it with my different clients. <laughs> Ooh, I'm so jealous of that home gym. I feel like there's going to be a, a chunk of this podcast where I just, you just hear me lusting after Carolyn's kitchen and home gym. <laughs> oh, I'm trying. Um, okay. What about you? What's your favorite way to move right now? You know, I didn't even think of it, but when you said walk, like that's not to be dramatic, but like walking has saved my life like the mm -hmm. past two years. It's just the best, especially if you have nowhere to be and you just wander for like an hour. Oh, amazing. But other than that, it's like lifting heavy weights um, or like going to a dance class or just oh, putting yeah. on music and dancing around. 
but so something the listeners should know about Laura is that her background is in, I mean, oh, you said it in your little intro minute, but like musical theater. So yeah, like dancing is such a big thing for you, right? Yeah, we've been talking for an hour since then. I don't expect them to remember that. Um, yeah, dancing is dancing is kind of like my home base, especially uh, I haven't been going as much recently, but I love going to a morning ballet class in the city. Mm. A lot of it's with a lot of like older people, which I love because I hate like the politics of dance classes. Um, but if you've never taken a ballet class before, it always starts with, warm-up exercises at the bar which is like the bar you see dancers holding on to um and it's very repetitive and so for me it's very like meditative especially because I grew up doing that it feels very like ritualistic and just a very nice way to really connect to my body which it wasn't for me when I was growing up doing ballet it was very punitive but now it's a nice way to like come home in it oh so. that's so nice I love that okay Very so we're gonna about bars. yes all right so we're gonna move on now to a related question which is what is your go-to workout song Ooh, um my go-to song for that I put in my group classes is always girlfriend by Avril Lavigne it's uh-huh. in so many of my playlists and to the point where any workout playlist that I make which now for all my classes we do like a theme like this morning it was Shania Twain or we'll do like uh you know a Christmas class or whatever isn't important but if the Spotify playlist ever ends the first song that comes up after that is always Girlfriend by Avril Lavigne because Spotify's like you play it you want so much yeah. oh my god that yeah. is so funny I yeah. am obsessed with that um, but if I'm so alone, funny, it's, ooh. I was just going to say a funny story about me and Avril Lavigne's song, Girlfriend, is that in Please. music class in, I believe it was seventh grade. I know I was in middle school. I think it was seventh grade. We had to do a project where we had to, like, it was like a group project where we had to do a song parody. Like, 13-year-olds had to, like, record a music video and write a parody song unhinged the chaos I cannot even explain it um and me and my group we did it to the song like we did a parody of the song girlfriend and it was like the music video and the song it was all like an advertisement for a product (laughs) that was basically like a like a design a boyfriend it was like hey hey you 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 don't like your boyfriend like (laughs) hey hey you you like come buy a new one (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god. So you were really into like human trafficking at a young age. <laughs> I Holy uh, shit. I don't even know the last time I thought about this. Like you mentioned that song and it unlocked a memory. Um I don't know if I have that file or a CD of that anywhere. Maybe I'll ask my dad if he has it somewhere in the family archives. Because you have I think I need that. to see that again. It's probably the most embarrassing thing I've ever done on camera. Oh my, you had to film it? It was a music video. It. How did I miss that? I thought, well, we did a similar project in eighth grade, which would have been like 13, which I'm like, why was that the go-to? We had to do a song parody, but it had to be about the American Revolution. But we didn't have to film it. That's the worst. Being 13 and watching yourself on camera, I'd rather be dead. That's Girl, terrible. I put myself through that a lot. And maybe this is my, 
Leo placements coming out. But another thing that I did also in, you know, this one was in eighth grade. There was another group project was I adapted a novel into a 45 minute movie. Oh my God. <laughs> That's so much work. And it was a, an incredible amount of effort. And it, it was a classic story of like, it was it was like the princess or the prince and the pauper, but like a modernized version of it with female characters. Um, it was not a good book, but it was like an easy plot line to like put into something. Um, and the amount of work that we put into it alone got us an A plus. Like my teacher was like, "This is absolutely insane what you guys did." Like I, it, like it's not good, but A plus <laughs> effort. Here you go. <laughs> The teacher was like a little bit afraid of yeah, what, she was like, what, is, what, is <laughs> what you wrong did? with them. And it was all me. I did all the work because I realized what I dragged my whole group into. I was like, I'm sorry, guys, I will do all of this, <laughs> which is kind of what's happening with this podcast now. I'm like, yeah. come on, Laura, dedicate all of your time to, to having conversations with me. I'll edit it. It'll be fine. Yeah, I was going to say that's like what that tweet you posted that was like the pleasure to have in class to podcast the, host pipeline the it's talks the, too much in class to podcast host pipeline it's the like uh the stern leader of the group project to podcast host pipeline oh i think god. oh my god it's so bad it's so bad but okay um so my my go-to workout songs are american boy by estelle featuring kanye west and oh, great pick. the the business by tiesto and the chain smokers those are my those are my two like pump up songs Amazing. I mean, yeah. I have to say, like, if I'm alone working out, it's WAP. Okay. But, yes. you know, I don't know if everyone wants to listen to WAP every day. I respect the right to not listen to WAP. So that's not as much on brand, but that's what's in my ears. It could be on brand. You can make that your brand. That you my just play that song in every class. <laughs> your brand is WAP. Like, that's my announcement. I'm like, I'm actually rebranding re for 2022. No more of this anti-diet bullshit. It's just WAP from here <laughs> it's on out. just WAP. <laughs> I get it. We, we were okay. talking about how we're looking forward to when we get our first um, vibrator company sponsor. So, I mean. That's how you know you've made it on Instagram now. It used to be a FabFitFun box, but now it's like they send you a dildo. <laughs> <laughs> Someday a girl can dream. <laughs> I it's right around the corner, girl. It's right around the corner. Okay. I think we gotta move on to our next one, which yes. oh, this I is my you. favorite one in the whole list. I'm so excited. Okay. Fuck Mary Kill, squat, bench, deadlift, the three big lifts. I mean, just what a what a funny concept for a question. Like applause <laughs> to you, Laura. Um, oh man, I was looking forward to this one so much, but I didn't even think about what my answer would be. Um, I'm gonna kill bench because I just don't like bench pressing. Um, I think I'm gonna marry deadlift, and so I guess I'm going to have a lovely night of romance with squatting <laughs> it's just a one-time thing yeah, um, exactly i would also marry deadlift but i gotta say i would fuck bench press and kill squat ooh, and that's ooh. a new answer for me but i've been building up my bench press and it's like a very badass feeling i gotta okay. say so there's some but passion do... in that relationship right now yeah exactly it's a it's a 
enemies to lovers um, storyline for us. <laughs> oh my goodness, I can't. Okay, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. All right, what is one thing fitness related that you will never do again? Ooh, crap, I was not prepared for this one. Okay, um, one thing I'll never do again. I wish I could be more specific, but I will never again push myself for clout in a group fitness class. Oh, I started. I started going back to some group fitness classes, and there's definitely a dynamic, especially as someone who works in fitness, where like you want to kind of show off, or you want to like show the instructor that like you know what you're talking about, or that like they should be proud of you and. I think that's uh, I think that's the draw of group fitness for a lot of people, but I think that's also like an unhealthy mentality. So that's what I would say. What about you, Carolyn? Okay, so I have two answers for this. One that's like in my personal experience with fitness and one that's in like professional. So personally, I don't think I will ever enter a running-based race ever again in my life. Um, I hate running. There was like a one year period where I did like a couple of um, like five Ks and that was like in a part of my training to do a triathlon. Um, and I'm proud of myself for what I was able to accomplish with that. But I'm gonna be honest, every single moment of training for all of those things was miserable and I hated it. And um, I'm pretty sure that everyone who talks about a runner's high is lying because it didn't matter how long or how far I ran. It I never got an experience of euphoria. It was just like I never got through the wall. I was just constantly hitting the slamming wall. Slamming your head into the wall. Slamming my head and entire body against the wall. So that's what running is like for me, which is why I don't do it. And I will definitely mm. never do like a race again um and then professionally I'm gonna sidebar you here I'm gonna interrupt oh, yeah. you and just say that if everyone can hear sirens I'm very sorry I live in Manhattan so uh it's not on your side there is no emergency it's on my side and also I do think that runner's high is just a misconception based on how good it feels to not be running anymore <laughs> it's the feeling when you stop running that's the runner's high oh mm. I mean I'd buy it. If if some research came out that that was the case, I would believe that in a minute, in a moment. Yeah, can we get that peer-reviewed um, real quick? Yeah, for sure. Let's do some research. Well, not us. I'm not running. Um, so, But then professionally, I think one thing that I will never do again, unless my like just lifestyle changes dramatically and my circadian rhythm changes dramatically, but I don't think I will ever be like an early morning trainer ever again. Mm. There, there was a little period where I like would sometimes have some like 6am clients and it's, it's just really not for me. I would rather be the one training until like 9pm as opposed to waking up early in the morning. So I think that is, I think that's my professional answer. <laughs> that's a good one. That's so funny. We are the polar opposite because I can get up as early as possible, but like after 6pm, I'm like, nope, well, not so feeling it. Here's here's the main reason why it's not because I am not a morning person. It's because 
my um, bedtime is codependent with my partners. <laughs> so I am not able to go to sleep early unless he is. So we go to bed at the same time. And that's, I mean, I, I like that we go to bed at the same time that we have like a shared kind of like nighttime routine. So going to bed before like 11 p.m. is just like truly not possible. And so mm. being an early morning trainer would mean not getting enough sleep forever. Um, and so that's the reason why. If I was for some reason able to get on a schedule where I'm going to bed at like 9 p.m., then yes, absolutely. I would love to train in the morning, but getting enough sleep is the priority there. Anyway. Um, yeah. Okay. That's a good one. Boundaries are important. Yeah. Thank you. It, it took me a while to get to the point where I was just like, okay, with saying that because I feel like there's this pressure to like be the one who like wakes up for like 4 30 AM clients and like be Oof. intense. But I'm like, I am not, I am not an intense person in that way. Um, it's just not for me. And, and I also don't even attract clients who want that anymore. Like I, yeah. it's been a long time since someone has approached me and wanted to work out before like 9am. So brilliant. good for me. <laughs> Equally good workouts happen at noon. Exactly. That's like my favorite time to work out. I love a midday, a, a midday yeah. sesh. Hell yeah. All right. Based on, this is question number 13, by the way, we really are getting through these. Um, based on your toxic traits, what shitty fad diet would you be? Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. I do know my answer for this one. This is I, one that I, I think about. I need a moment to think about it. Um, so why don't you go first? Shall I ask me the question? I yeah. will. Okay. Ask and answered. Um, I would absolutely be the whole 30. First Ooh. of all, I've done the whole 30. I completed it once and then I started it a second time. Did not complete it. Um, and that's because uh, I can be overly strict with myself um, mm. and others. I can be extremely rigid, but it's a set of rules that um, I made up that aren't logical, that have no sound uh, backing behind them. Um, and let's see what else. I'm hungry all the time. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's about it. And like, I definitely, if I was a fad diet, I would absolutely have like a very chic, minimal white cookbook to like talk mm. you through it and to like you know I feel like I'm a fairly persuasive person so okay okay I feel like that's wow. the vibe I give off I like that answer I so I never did a whole 30 but um the Don't. keto diet was definitely at the heart mm. of my most disordered era um uh -huh. so I uh, that that definitely resonates with me I think though based on my toxic traits of um, people pleasing and a tendency towards toxic positivity in order to not feel emotions, mm. I would be the dietification of intuitive eating. Ooh. So like taking something that sounds really nice and good and is really nice and good when, you know, understood properly and twisting it and manipulating it to um serve whatever toxicity i'm uh indulging at the moment so so you'd be like a tweet that says like actually you can eat cookies and not get fat it would be like yeah like yeah <laughs> or or like i help all of my clients with intuitive eating like um 
you know, it's all based on the hunger scale and I have them like rate their hunger and they only eat when they're at like a certain level of hunger. And then once they get to a certain level of fullness, they have to stop. And, um, yeah. And they have red, yellow, and green foods. Exactly. Exactly. So like, misinterpreting a good thing to still sound good, but um, serve a toxic purpose. I can, I can be a little manipulative sometimes if I uh, find myself in a fight or flight response. (laughs) That was incredibly self-reflective. I'm well, I was just in therapy yesterday. So, you know, (laughs) I feel like if you brought that to a therapist, they'd be like, what? (laughs) That's literally what my therapist does the whole time. I literally just talk at her and she kind of nods along until I like pause to take a deep breath. And she's like, that sounds like a lot. (laughs) Oh my God. You're like, it is. That's why I'm here. (laughs) Thank you. She's literally just a sounding board. It's so bad, but she's covered by my health insurance. So it's fine. Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay. Um, Okay, so I was supposed to answer that one first. So I will ask you now, what does your ideal day off look like? Ooh, um, I have thought about this one before. I never came up with a satisfactory answer. So I'm going to answer this as if, like, I just found that I absolutely can't do anything tomorrow. So, like, in my current life and circumstances and not, mm-hmm. like, oh, I would drive up the Amalfi Coast or something. Yeah? Um, yeah. So my ideal day off. I would get up early. I would watch the sunrise. I would go to the farmer's market. they a really lovely, like, city farmer's market by my apartment. Mm. Um, and, like, a flea market. Oh, hello. We've got a friend of the pod, Ruby. My cat is coming to join us. Um, I would go to the farmer's market. I would get a coffee and a bagel. And I would stroll around. And then maybe I would come back. I love a good mid-morning nap. Mm, um, or I love to like yes. play Animal Crossing or watch TV in the morning. It feels particularly luxurious. Um, so I would do that. And then I would make a delicious lunch with like farmer's market ingredients, some fresh crusty bread and some soft cheese or something. Um, and then I would drag my boyfriend along for a nice long like bike ride or a walk through the park, like a really long stroll. Um, and then, oh, I feel like I have so much time left in the day. Let's see. We'd go out to dinner. We'd go out to like a really mm. leisurely dinner um, with wine and then maybe walk to the Magnolia Bakery and pick something up. Uh, walk home, put on a movie, go to bed. Pretty, pretty standard good day. I feel like I've had some days like that. So that feels good. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds awesome. That sounds so relaxing. Like, I feel like my uh, heart rate dropped just like listening to you describe that. That sounds so good. It's like a imagination ASMR. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I think I'm going to do the same kind of thing and like, not like fantasy life perfect day, but like current existence. Like I'm looking at this coming weekend. What would my perfect Saturday be? Um, so it would start off with 
a an immaculate night's sleep. Like I sleep so well. I don't have any weird stress dreams. Um, I don't wake up in a pool of sweat and I I wake up like like maybe 45 minutes after the sun comes up, uh, mm-hmm. just feeling like refreshed and amazing. So that's very important. Um, and then I would probably like make myself some sort of like really elaborate egg based breakfast, um, mm. and some really good coffee with the frothed creamer on top because we are taking our time and Evan and I would eat our breakfast on our dock. Um, because that's a part of my life now, which feels like a dream life. Um, so we would eat that so on our beautiful. Dock at our lake house. I'm just bragging now. Um, <laughs> And then I would spend the next um, few hours like working on whatever like home improvement project I'm doing. So whether that's like Mm -hmm. painting a room or whatever, but I would only work on it until I feel like I want to stop. Like I wouldn't push myself to finish something just in order to finish it, like permission to put it down at any point. So it's only the fun part. Um, And then for lunch, we probably wouldn't do anything like super serious. It would more just be like snacking on leftovers at our leisure. And Mm then, um, in, well, it's like winter time. So the sun's going down at like 5 PM right now in Orlando. So probably at like 4, 15, 4 30, um, one of my neighbors would pick us up in their boat and we would drink wine with our neighbors on a boat while we do like a little sunset cruise around the lake. And then we would come home and order Thai food and watch, uh, watch movies until bedtime. That would be my perfect day off. Oh, okay. Bonus question. What's your Thai food order? Um, so the place that we've been getting Thai food from right now is not like strictly just a Thai place. It's more of a fusion place, but from Mm -hmm. there we get the pad Thai, make it a little bit spicy. Um, and lots of like the fried side accoutrement. So some like spring rolls and crab rangoon and, um, not fried, but like the summer rolls with all like the veggies in them. But if I'm ordering yeah. from like an actual Thai restaurant, I really do love um, like a Thai green curry. Ooh, yum. I'm hungry yeah. now. I know. Um, I'm actually very hungry. <laughs> we're going to have to start talking faster. Um, <sighs> I feel like what you were talking about before, like based on our ideal days off, you can tell that we're uh, pushing 30 at this point. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh. first of all, I would wake up not hungover, not having any anxiety <laughs> dreams. <laughs> I didn't have a night terror and my back doesn't hurt. <laughs> it's very important to start off your day that way. Oh, mm. And it's not guaranteed. Okay. Okay. So next question. Um, oh, wait. I think you're supposed think to ask me mine. first. Yeah. Okay. And we'll, we got to start. Let's, we'll start non, um, not caveating our answers yeah these these ones are getting a little more rapid fire anyway great i lost it there it is what is your comfort tv show or movie to rewatch, or one of each so comfort tv show it's like embarrassingly cliche but it is the office um during the pandemic i fell asleep to it every night to the point where now i 
pretty much can't fall asleep unless I watch The Office, but I right. only watch it right before falling asleep. But that's my comfort TV show. And then um, in terms of comfort movies, like I'm honestly not a huge movie person, but I definitely have been like going and rewatching a lot of like movies from my childhood. Um, mm. So if I were to just pick one, probably The Incredibles. Oh, The Incredibles is so good. It's such a good movie with such a good soundtrack. I love it. It's I love that one movie. of the best Pixar movies, I'd say. Maybe even my favorite. Anyways, mm. classics are All classic right. for a reason. I support your office obsession. Thank you. All right. What are your comfort media pieces? Mine, my TV show is New Girl. Mm. I've rewatched the entire thing twice in quarantine. I am actually rewatching that right now. <laughs> It's so, it's so comforting. Um, and then my comfort movie is 13 going on 30. Oh, I love that one. Oh, so good. Great choices. Yeah. Thank okay. you. Next question. So all of these next couple are all kind of about like media. Um, so what is in your podcast rotation right now? What are you listening to? Um, let's see. Okay. My main podcasts are, I am a The Daily girl. I listen to the New York Times The Daily quite a bit. Um, and if I get to one podcast a day, it'll usually be that. But I try not to make it a personality trait. Um, I love Maintenance Phase. Obviously, that's going to be high up on both of our lists. We are Maintenance Phase fangirls. Stance for life. Absolutely. Um, I have gotten back into my favorite murder a little bit. Mm. Less of the true crime and more to go back and listen to old episodes of how Karen and Georgia handled the pandemic because I love mm. them both so much. I'd rather just listen to them chat. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. I, my friend, uh, one of my, my client's girlfriend actually has a Taylor Swift podcast. When you think of Taylor Swift um, that I love. And it'll be some random, like, I have friends on reality TV podcasts, so uh, mm -hmm. I'll catch up with whatever I'm watching that way. Oh, and I've been loving really recently, like, in the past few days, I found the Fluently Forward podcast. Oh, She's on TikTok, and I follow her on there, and it's all, like, celebrity gossip. It's celebrity blind oh, items. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I knew I recognized that name from somewhere. She's, like, the blonde chick. Exactly. Like very dry sense of humor. Okay. Yes. 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 Shannon. And um, I did a big cleaning day and uh, this weekend and that got me through that. It's really quite good. I feel like mm. I don't listen to a lot of serious podcasts. It's just kind of noise in my ears when I'm doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. So, okay. So mine, um, I've definitely, I've been going through kind of a transition with what types of podcasts I listen to lately mm. because I've been not interested, interested in listening to the news or like any like news based or like political podcasts, like had a, an era of listening to those. And it's just like too stressful right now. Um, totally. I also have been kind of moving away from true crime. So I mm -hmm. haven't really been listening to any of my previous favorites of that. And I've also been listening to a lot less like health, fitness, nutrition related podcast. So I'm sort of in like an experimental period of like trying to find what I want to listen to. Um, but I do love maintenance phase because that one's like less serious, even though it's about health. It's not like an advice based podcast. 
Um, I would live. I would literally listen to two hours of Aubrey laughing every oh week. Oh my if god! That's just what they uploaded. It's just <laughs> delightful, and they just yeah. have such a good dynamic, the two of them together. Um, so I love maintenance phase, and I will sometimes go back and listen to. Um, like I'll I'll see if I'm interested in listening to. Um, the anti diet podcast, Christy Harrison's podcast, because yes. I that I mean that one's a very important podcast in my learning journey and I love her book. And so sometimes I'll, I'll listen depending on like who the guest is and stuff like that. But in terms of like, just for fun podcasts, um, <laughs> the one that I told you, you need to listen to, uh, it's called Binge-topia. <laughs> it's literally these two like Gen Z girls who are just very cute and funny. And they talk about just like culture related topics. Um, and it's fun, you know, parasocial relationships are important during a global pandemic, I think. I also have been listening to this one called American Hysteria. This has been a favorite of mine for a while. Mm. It's about like, mostly about like moral panics. Um, mm. And very interesting, highly recommend. And then um, one that's sort of health related, but it's more entertaining is Sawbones. It's in the my brother, my brother and me um, conglomerate. Uh, it's, it's really interesting. It's called a, a marital tour of misguided medicine. So it's like this husband and wife, the husband's just like funny guy, podcast host guy has a million podcasts. His wife is like a literal medical doctor, like practicing medical doctor, but she's also so Amazing. charming and funny. And they talk about like the weird shit that people used to do in medicine, um, like through history and they do like more like recent stuff too. So like they did that a whole episode really on cool. like, like ivermectin and like all whatever weird stuff is happening around COVID. Um, oh but I, I do really enjoy that one. So mm. yeah, I feel like That's I've got some, oh, and I'm I don't open to open recommendations. I'm, o I'm open to recommendations because I do need new things to listen to that aren't um, news podcasts. <laughs> mm. I did recommend this perhaps isn't relevant to you because you're in a happy relationship, but I've been talking to my friend about this all day. One of my favorite, most life-changing podcasts is Deeper Dating with Ken oh. Page. I recommend that to everyone. There's a few episodes that I can like remember where I was when I listened to them. It's wow. if you are on like a self-discovery slash dating journey slash falling in love slash reevaluating your relationship to love that's like mm. so top quality that sounds really interesting then. i will have to check that out i mean i feel like even if i don't feel like i'm relating to it a lot in my current place in life i feel like i know people who would maybe need to listen to it <laughs> yeah yeah i'm also interested i was listening to it when i met my now partner Mm. And I'm like, I should go back and listen to it and see how my perspective has changed on that. Oh, but interesting. Very cool. Oh, the other one that I listened to that I didn't mention because it's embarrassing, but I do sometimes listen to Call Her Daddy, depending on who the <laughs> guest is. I just listened to a deep dive on Call Her Daddy on the Fluently Forward podcast. <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, I will say I was an early listener more as like a just marveling at like what the heck is going on um mm. because I also so I for listeners who don't know little background about me I am in a relationship with my high school sweetheart and so I have literally never dated I um I have that. never used a dating app I have never 
been on a first date as an adult. So it's very interesting for me to like consume content that is around dating because I'm like, what is going on? And so listen to the early episodes of Call Her Daddy. I was like, what the heck? Like, this is so crazy. Um, Like, this seems like an exaggeration, which it was. But Someday um, I will have to tell you dating stories from New York and you will be very grateful that you've never had to go through that. I am constantly grateful whenever I have to talk to my, whenever my friends tell me stories of like dates they've been on or like show me their hinge profiles or whatever. I'm like, yeah, this is so stressful. How do you do this? And like hold down a full-time job. You don't, you don't, there's no oh way. My God. Okay. My turn. Which yes. side of TikTok are you on? Oh my God. I feel like I'm on every side. I also feel like in the past couple of days, my for you page has been nothing but like viral videos that have over 2 million likes. So I don't know what's up with that, but I would say I'm definitely on, I mean, I'm definitely on like kind of anti-diet TikTok. I get a lot of like intuitive eating, like body positive, fat positive kind of content. Um, a lot of like plus size fashion advice, which is not relevant to me, but I like to support those creators so that they get more popular and reach their target audience. Mm-hmm. Um, I get a lot of interior decorating and gardening content. Um, and just a lot of people complaining about how TikTok discourse is just a regurgitation of Tumblr discourse of the past. Um, and yeah oh and uh, like lgbtq like social justice tiktok as well um but i kind of forget that that's not just what tiktok is so i forgot to mention it <laughs> oh yeah that it's not just like young liberal i uh, it literally like yeah. every everyone on my for you page is queer in some way and it makes me forget that like straight people exist as the majority um I forget that people's hair isn't naturally blue yeah yeah (laughs) well I feel like my hair should be naturally blue and I am going to dye it soon (laughs) oh are you going blue or pink blue yeah that I I tried pink for a little bit but blue is definitely my thing but okay I love it what side of TikTok Um, are you on I'm very liberal with the not interested button, which I hit on almost anything that's like fitness or body related. Um, Mm. Even sometimes if it's like more positive, because I find that my for you page will not not show me both. Mm. Um, So my for you page is mostly cats, Taylor Swift conspiracy theories, cooking videos, like those guys in the woods chopping up stuff with a machete. Yes, yes. Um, and like a lot of, you know, think piece discourse, which sometimes I engage with and sometimes I don't. Yeah. Oh, and I freaking love Kyle Prue, who makes those videos about how to piss off men. He always oh, pops up on my for you page. he's very funny. Yes. I don't even know if I follow him, but I see every one of those videos. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think I follow him either. I also, I will, I'm such a sucker for this. I will automatically hit follow on anyone who like finds like a safe or a locked room in their house or like digs <laughs> up some mystery item in their yard. And I know most of it's fake, what? but like, I just can't help myself. I love a mystery. I want to be on that side of TikTok. <laughs> Get me on that side of TikTok. Oh, I'm also recently on Need TikTok. Yes, that has shown up for me. 
It's just a Dr. Seuss reference, right? Yeah. I made a Thneed joke on my Instagram story and then oh. 30 people DM me and we're like, there's a girl on TikTok who talks about Thneeds all the time. And I, I think I follow her now, but okay. I didn't. My phone just heard me and started showing me exclusively Thneed content for a whole day. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. That I, I've been introduced to and I just don't, I don't think I get it. Like I get it, but I don't, it, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> the girls who get it, and, get it. And I don't. <laughs> okay. I next. Girls, I guess I'm not one of those girls. I, I'm just not. All right. What is a fashion trend you are happy is back? And mm -hmm. what is one that you never want to come back? Who? Okay. Oh, wait. Sorry, this is a three-parter. What's one you're happy oh. is back, one that you want to come back, and one that you hope stays dead forever? That's what it says. Okay. Oh, this is tricky. I should have thought about this one too. Damn, underprepared. Um, a fashion trend I'm happy is back. Uh, crop tops? Is that weird to say? I like that there are so many no. cropped options because I have a very short torso. So I hate having I hate having uh, shirts tucked into things. So I like that I can find like crop shirt, crop sweater, crop jacket. Yeah. And um, our whole adolescence, like fifth grade through like college, like beginning college, crop tops were not a thing. No, it was pulling the many different layered thin shirts down over your skinny jeans. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, you know, I'm not like always trying to like show off you know, my belly button or whatever, but I like a, a top that hits at a sensible waist level. Mm -hmm. I'm very pleased about that. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Um, one that I want to come back. Oh gosh. Um, I don't know. This is a hard one. Something that I want to come back. Oh, like twee, like 2014 like zoe de chanel style like little mm -hmm. dresses with polka dots and sort of that like 80s slash 50s cycle manic pixie dream girl core yeah i'm looking i'm looking forward to some of that some of that not all I of see that, it coming back i mean i feel like a skater skirt is such like a classic style that so many people feel very comfortable wearing so i feel like it's yeah. only a matter of time a, a matter of time before yeah, like the the skirt with tights and you know whatever. I feel like you could get away with wearing that and you wouldn't look too horribly dated. But it'll no. be fun if like the teens find that again. Yes, yes. And then one that I hope stays dead forever. I don't get the Crocs thing. I'm gonna. I'll say it. I don't. I. I think you told me you have a pair of house Crocs, Carolyn. I'm gonna I call love you my up. Crocs. I can't. I mean. I, I can't do it. I'd, I'd go Uggs before I went Crocs. Mm, fair enough. Also Gauchos. Do you remember Gauchos? Yeah. Ones? I have a pair of pants that I think could technically be defined as Gauchos. And I think they're very <laughs> cute, but they're not so wide leg. And they're also not made of like yoga pants material. So yeah. it, are they just like wide leg cropped pants? Yeah. And they're this like, they're this like, like very like flowy, like floral fabric. So it's technically like a gaucho silhouette kind of, but it's a reinterpretation and it's much cuter. We'll let it slide. Okay, <laughs> your turn. Okay, my opinions on fashion. So 
one thing that I'm very Fashion happy are here. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> For your gushes and your crocs. <laughs> the mic is not even picking up the sirens. So I think we're good. Yeah. Incredible. Well, there are yeah. very loud sirens on my side, and I'm very happy no one can hear them. Okay. Here we go. It's, it's just the fashion police. Um, so I am very, very much into like the, like the strong resurgence of like seventies fashion. Like Mm. I love a flared leg. Um, I love the kind of like patterned, like, like collared shirts. Um, I can even get into like some fringe, but like the, Mm. the kind of like, yeah, like groovy 70s revival fashion i'm i'm very into that corduroy uh suede and like denim just like all of these like hardy fabrics love that um one that i want to come back i i'm having trouble even thinking of like a name for it but it's like describe it well, <laughs> it's from the same era that you were talking about. So it's kind of, it's kind of like our like late high school, early college days, but okay. it's that like, like Kesha style of like sort Tumblr of style, like a little bit, but like, grunge? yeah, like party grunge. I <laughs> like, cause I feel like I've never quite left that behind in some ways. Um, and I don't know. I just think it's like, it's fun with it. I mean, it's kind of a, um, bastardization of like a lot of punk things of like DIYing clothes and stuff, but with like, sure. I don't know, like I'm ready to put some feathers back in my hair. I think that was like a fun era, yeah. but along those same lines, one thing that I never want to see come back is like, how do I describe this? Like cultural appropriation graphic tees. So mm. like namaste in bed and like dream catchers all over that. everything. Um, and then along the same lines is like 2010s internet cringe. So like, I don't want to see like Nyan cat, like printed on a pair of leggings ever again. Um, what about galaxy print leggings? Those are big. Uh, I mean, the way it was done, I was big into galaxy print when that was a thing. Okay. I, if it comes back, I really want it to look very different. Like I don't want it mm. to be like an exact replica um, with like the neon purple and stuff in it. I, I hope it is an updated version of galaxy print. Um, yeah. I think I'm getting really hungry and I'm having trouble finding words. <laughs> Okay, we're coming up on our speed round. Let's do you have anything else to say about fashion or shall we? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, wait, another one. I don't have a problem with like low rise in general coming back as long as it doesn't come back with the same body expectations. Like I think if people want to wear low rise jeans because they think it's cute, like awesome, go ahead. But low rise um, like workout leggings are so oh, impractical yeah. and I think we need to keep the high rise with our workout leggings forever because like why I I need to be able to pull them up and over my nipples if, like if, I want so much fabric <laughs> give me like all if you're moving fabric. around that much like I just don't want to have to keep like making sure that my whole butt is covered while I'm exercising that is not a good time okay okay question number 19 we're getting there 
what's something people on the internet don't know about you? Okay. So I'm going to give my like fun facts about like who I was when I was like a teenager that some people on the internet probably do know about me, but I feel like I haven't talked about it in a long time. So I did mention that I did martial arts um, at the beginning of this. And so that was like a big part of my identity. I got my black belt the summer between senior year of high school and freshman year of college. And just to prove how cool I was when I was a teenager, not only did I do karate, I also played tuba and sousaphone in the marching band. Hell yeah. So that I feel like most people on the internet probably don't know that about me because I, you know, stopped after high school. But yeah, I know how to play the tuba and the trombone. I actually started playing music on the trombone. I can only read music in bass clef. And um and yeah, I played the I played the sousaphone in marching band for four years. Oh my god. Oh my god, that's amazing. That's and so I was cool. first, I was first chair of like uh first chair tuba in the um district band um one year. I think my junior wow. year. I don't remember. Oh my which. god, did you do districts in yeah. high school? Oh yeah. In Massachusetts? Mm-hmm. We were probably at districts together. Probably. Did you play an instrument or were you singing? I I was a singer. Okay. Okay. Oh. Which is is my there anything? Goodness. Oh my God. We're going to just have to go back through a scrapbook of like suburban Massachusetts. In Seriously. In see where we have shared memories, but yeah, no, the yeah. tuba thing. That's my, what people on the internet don't know about me. That's good. That's quite good. Mine was probably going to be, I knew we've touched on this already, but people are always surprised to find out that I'm an actor, singer, dancer. Um, really? Type, whatever you want to. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm like, I feel like I reek of musical theater. So I almost take that as a compliment. But anytime I post something of like me dancing or me singing, people are like, oh my God, huh. I didn't know you could do this, which is kind of refreshing. Was maybe it's just because I, maybe it's just because working in the fitness industry, like one thing you come to learn is that a lot of people who work in fitness do have a performance or musical oh, or musical yeah. theater background. So maybe I've just met enough people who are like, oh yeah, like I was a dancer. I was in musicals. Like I went to school for whatever, um, that it just isn't surprising to me anymore. But that's so funny. It's a very strong pipeline. Yeah. But I guess I'll say, okay, if um, if anyone already knew that and you don't want to be disappointed, I will also confess that uh, I rode horses, not for very long, but growing up I did, uh, I was a horse girl. So you were a horse girl theater kid and oh, I, God, and I was a like band that. kid who did karate. <laughs> <laughs> Two winners. And we were both so popular in high school. You oh wouldn't God. believe it. <laughs> well, I mean, I was popular within my social circle. I was the president of the band my senior year. I was the president of the drama society. <laughs> I can't handle oh. this. I'm becoming delirious. Okay, last <laughs> last question before we go into our Great. super speed round. And to anyone who's still listening, like more power to you. you. <laughs> yeah, we love you. Thank you so much. Okay. Last of the 20 questions. What is your party trick? I can hang spoons on my face. Like on your nose? Like on my nose, my cheeks, and my chin. Wow. I can do That's up so to cute. six at once. Yeah. 
gosh. That's really fun. It's great for weddings and not as great for funerals, but it always <laughs> attracts a crowd. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So I guess <laughs> I didn't come up with a good answer for this. And this answer is unfortunately very visual and I'm going to have a lot of trouble explaining it, but I'm going to show you what it is. I can great. do this thing with my hands that this, there was this like guy who came and did this like weird, like puppet show performance thing. And when we, when I was in like third grade and a part of the story was there was this character that was a snail. And every time he mentioned the snail, he did this thing with his hands where he would go like this. Oh, okay. It's Carolyn's putting, Carolyn's, I'll do a visual description. I'm like Carolyn flourishing my fingers. She's, if you imagine tiny little people at a concert and those are Carolyn's fingers and they're doing the wave from this double fist position, it's quite, it's really, it's beautiful. And he would go, snail. <laughs> That's the kind of shit that sticks in your brain. Oh my God. It's life. stuck. But I saw him doing that and I was like, that is so cool. And so I was like nine and I was like, I'm going to learn how to do that. And so I just put my mind to it and I learned how to do it. And once I got it, I was like, I'm going to learn how to reverse it. And so now I can just do it in both directions. Oh, are you doing that? That's so cool. Now I'm going to have to practice. The it's because it I practiced for so many hours when I was a third <laughs> grader. Um, and my other, my other party trick, which is not much of a party trick, but I will just never say no to doing karaoke because I have no shame. Oh my God. You're so brave. What's your go-to karaoke song? Um... <laughs> Question for a, while, <laughs> for a while it was for a while it was Fergalicious. Um, because okay, Sorry. here's the other thing. I am not a good singer, and I also have no upper <laughs> register because two years of teaching cycling classes and yelling over the mic, like I literally can't get my voice high up. Um, so like the register that I'm speaking in right now is also the only register that I can sing in, but I can hit really low notes. Um, but rap songs I'll do. So either Fergalicious or the last time I went to karaoke, I did um, super bass and I kind of nailed it. And I was very impressed with myself. So I think that's going to be my new go-to. That's also doubles as a party trick, I'd say. I think so. Rapping all of super bass. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. Shall we do our speed so, round? I think we should do the speed round. And what I think we should do for this is instead of going back and forth asking the questions, because I think we were taking a long time transitioning, do you want to just be the question asker and you just pose the questions and we both answer and move on? Great. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. I love it. Cool. Or do you want to do do you want to do it one at a time? Like we go from the top to the bottom, like um family Ooh. feud style. Yes. I like great. it. Family feud style. Great. Okay. okay. Do you want to go first? <laughs> I want to ask you first. first? I, I want to oh, ask you yeah. first. Okay. And okay. we can only answer in like either one word or yes or no, or, you know, the would you rather of it all. So these unless, are from Instagram. Yes. Unless there is a very funny story attached to it, in which case I think I will allow a story time. Okay. But yes, I will these are do my best to limit. Okay. The these are from, yeah, me too. These are from Instagram. Okay. Three, Great. two, one. Spring or fall? Spring. Pumpkin spice or peppermint? Pumpkin spice. Sweet or savory? Ooh, savory. Mm, okay. Um, mashed potatoes or french fries? French fries. Fair. 
Would you rather bake 500 pumpkin pies or 50 German chocolate cakes? Okay, I've thought about this one. It's 500 pumpkin pies because I know it's a it's a great, incredibly specific question. You could batch bake 500 pumpkin pies. You could make an entire vat of pumpkin and like do it sure. systematically. Sure. The cakes are going to be more temperamental. So I'd much rather take that on. Okay, I'm going to be honest. I am not a baker at all. So I read that question and was like, I have absolutely no idea what goes into making either of these items. I, I have no context to give this an educated answer. Okay. Well, if you're going to start baking, a pumpkin pie is a really easy place to start. So, okay. All right. Moving on. Would you rather dance or sing? Dance. Would you rather always be hot or always be cold? Okay. This this needs nuance. If we're talking extreme temperatures, I would rather be like painfully hot than painfully cold. But if we're talking like just a little bit, I'd rather be a little bit cold because you can bundle up. Okay. Okay. I'm, I, okay. My problem with stuff like this is that I always want to ask follow-up questions to get more like information about what the no, parameters Carolyn. of the hypothetical are. Follow -up questions. No. <laughs> I'm like, can you change your temperature by doing things like putting on more clothes or does it not matter how many layers you wear? You're always going to be a little bit cold. It's a witch's Doesn't matter. curse. <laughs> yeah. Is this a curse or just a, an inconvenient situation? <laughs> oh. Okay. Is it better? Um, well, this sounds, do you prefer to lift weights with shoes or barefoot? Um, yeah. I mean, the question is, yes. is it better to lift weights barefoot? And I'm going to say, if I had to provide no nuance, I'd say no. There we go. But are, is this no advice or is this your opinion I for yourself? You're for advice, but also, I don't, I don't lift weights barefoot. Sometimes okay. I'll go in soft feet. I guess that Shoes counts. always. Okay. Yeah, I like a very this thin shoe. All right. Did you watch SpongeBob as a kid? Yes but not until I was a little bit too old for it because I didn't have okay. cable growing up, which is probably <laughs> also something you could tell about me based on my personality. <laughs> okay. Last one. So funny. Bravo to whoever posed this question. <laughs> Would you rather listen to a man explain his workout routine or listen to him talk about sports for an hour? Both for an hour. Oh, God. Also, the question um, says sports, not sports. So I don't know if it was a typo or not. And I know who asked this question, and I'm wondering, I'm like, is she Canadian? Is she British? Mm. I don't know. Maybe it was a typo. Maybe the question box was too small. Whatever it was. Okay. So, um, But basically, you have to just listen to a man talk about something for an hour. Is it his workout routine or a sport horrible. that he enjoys? How horrible to listen to a man for an hour. Um, I'm going to say his workout routine because I feel like I would, at least for the first 20 minutes, find that interesting. But oh like, that's something he does that he knows about when men, most men who talk about sports, wow, we're going to get in trouble for this. Most men who talk about sports act like they are on the sports team. And I'm like, those people don't know mm. you. You're not involved. <laughs> you're, okay. You're Interesting. Interesting. So what I'm going to propose is that we go in backwards order on these questions because okay. I want to stay on this topic because Great. I unequivocally would say I would rather listen to a guy talk about sports for an hour. 
and really without question it just piss you off to hear what he's doing at the gym no it well yes because in my experience so my boyfriend my partner is a sports fan and like I enjoy watching sports. I wouldn't know nearly as much about them if not for him, but I definitely have listened to him talk about sports for an hour, but he is not, he's, he's not one. He's not the way that you described it. I don't know. It's like, he is just such a a wealth of knowledge about literally every sport on the planet that it's like impressive. Like how much detail he just like retains up in his head about every sport, every player on every team. And I'm just like, what? Okay, well, that sounds interesting. I'm imagining like neutral man approaches me on the sidewalk and he's a conglomerate of every terrible man I've ever met. Like, I don't so know. Even in that situation, even if I was very bored by the convert one-sided conversation about sports, mm-hmm. every time a man has casually started talking to me about his workout routine, it is very hard for me to just sit back and listen to him go off about all of his disordered thoughts and behaviors mm-hmm. without feeling like I have to go into work mode and try to, I can fix you. Like not in that way, but like sitting there being like, dude, if you keep doing this, like you're going to get really sick or you're going to hurt yourself. Uh, because most of the time, like I don't work in a gym. So the guys that are talking to me about their workout routines don't like work in fitness. They're not like people who actually necessarily know anything about fitness. And they're mm. often ask like see- seeking my approval for whatever weird shit they're doing. And so they're like <laughs> asking for my opinion on stuff. And I'm like, okay, like I'm at a party or like I'm at a bar. Or this is like a friend of a friend. Like how deep into this do I want to go? And I usually am just like, Oh, like, interesting. Like, I don't know a lot about that particular thing or like, that's not really what I work with my clients on. So I wouldn't want to give you bad advice and try to just change the topic. And it's literally painful. Um, okay, I find, fair enough, fair enough. I, I find sports more interesting than someone's uh, diet habits. Well, there you go. Different, different there we go. strokes okay. for different strokes. Less okay, here we go. we go. Rapid fire. Did you watch SpongeBob as a kid? Yes. All right. Is it better to lift weights barefoot? I don't know if it's better, but I do prefer it a lot of the time. There you go. Would you rather always be hot or always be cold? I agree with your answer. If it's extreme, I would rather be hot. If it's a subtle too hot or too cold, I'd rather be a little too cold. Amazing. Would you rather dance or sing? I know I just confessed to not being a good singer, but I I think I would rather sing. I like doing it, even though I'm not good at it. (laughs) Well, you also confessed to loving karaoke, so. I mean, it's the best. I love being the center of attention. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Would you rather bake 500 pumpkin pies or 50 German chocolate cakes? So I'm just going to defer to you on this. It sounds like German chocolate cakes must be kind of intense to make. Um, I've never made one, so I can't account, I can't, uh, don't trust me. I don't want to give you bad advice. But no, you're right. Cause I feel like on, on Great British Bake Off, they're like making cakes all the time. They are very temperamental and they're often coming out like stodgy or underbaked or whatever. And, um, I feel like a pumpkin pie is pretty simple in comparison. So 
I guess I'll just be really busy making a bunch of pumpkin pies and I'll have to listen to a lot of podcasts. That doesn't sound that bad. That yeah. Sounds great. All right. Mashed potatoes or French fries? I think because we're in the holiday season, my heart says mashed potatoes, but any other time of the year, it would be French fries. Fair enough. Sweet or savory? This is such a cop out. What did you say? You cut the, out for a second. It, oh, it's this is a cop out answer, but the combination of sweet and savory at the same Ooh. time, which is a third separate experience entirely, and it is my favorite. That's not a cop out. That's the right answer. <laughs> Thank you. You solved the riddle. Uh, we get to cross the bridge now. <laughs> okay. Uh, pumpkin spice or peppermint? I think peppermint. Ooh. Okay. Spring or fall? Spring. Hey, we did it. We did it. Oh my God. That was really fun. All right. So we're going to, we're going to wrap up here. This is probably a super long podcast episode, but if any of you people listening are like me, the more minutes of listening, the better, um, in in my opinion. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed everybody listening to this in the future. Oh yeah, go for it. If you made it to the end, you have to DM us or leave a comment on the podcast or whatever and let us know what your party trick is. Yes. Okay. Yes, or on one of our like Instagram posts or something. So yes, if you listened all the way to this point, tell us your party trick so, so we know you're party. a real one. <laughs> um, yeah, so future future episodes going forward um, will probably be a lot more related to fitness and not just about us as people, but we wanted to give you a little, (laughs) little intro to who we are, who you're going to be listening to, um, talking about fitness. All right. That's all for us in this first episode. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Please, um, write us a review from what I hear from every podcast I listen to. Those are really helpful. Um, we also, by the time we're recording this, we do have a dedicated Patreon page for, um, or by the time we're posting this, we have a dedicated Patreon page for this podcast. If you were a Patreon patron of my old one, you will probably know by now that that is now defunct and inactive and you are no longer being charged for that. So if you want to start paying me money every month again, you can um, become a patron whoa, whoa, of the new... Paying us money. Paying us money. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, you can you can become a patron of the um, new one. And that's going, I'll put a link in the description, but you can probably also find it by just searching Fit Literate on, not Facebook, on Patreon. Spotify. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're both wrong. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Twitter. Follow us that's everywhere. Right. Leave us positive comments everywhere. Yeah, yeah, we uh, probably both of us have uh, words of affirmation high up in our love languages. So we want to know what you think. We want to know what you want to talk about and what. Yeah, we'll take requests. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you in the next episode. See you later.